dude what's up man oh man you got a minute yeah i uh you know how like you had recorded the day before and you gave me the file to keep on my computer just so that you definitely could not lose that file because it was so important yeah okay so i didn't do that with mine whenever we finished (laughs) our recording and now i can't find the damn sd card with our audio on it. So all I have is the video. I sat down this morning and realized that I tore my apartment apart and I cannot find it to save my life. Fuck, where would it have gone? I don't know, man. So, I mean, it, it's always been my process to just kind of use this workstation and I keep my little SD cards in a spot right here and yeah. I, I noticed that one was missing and I'm like, well, it's just in one of my devices, the camera, the laptop, the roadcaster, something. It's nowhere to be found. Crawled around on the floor thinking it got knocked off somewhere. I just can't find it. So I tried to clean up the the, the audio for the video, and uh, every time I messed with it, it just got worse. So, uh, so okay. I'm just going to let this be what it is, but I wanted to apologize to you because when you listen to this, you're no one is going to be happy, least of all me. So, <laughs> dude, uh, dude. You do not. Least of all, you need to apologize to me. First of all, I mean, I I got you. I understand. Like, I I like that you have that. The same thing is kind of I do. Like that, you want to put out the best quality, and at least it happened with me. It somebody who's like more than well going to be forgiving. Don't you try to devalue you know I mean? yourself because we we no, 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 we no. need you on Fort Worth Roots. You're part of the show. <laughs> You're one of the you regulars. I wasn't like freaking, you know, it's not like you had Mark Cuban on and then all of a sudden you lost the thing after having this big long conversation about Robin Hood and whatnot. Listen, you know, if, if, <laughs> if I've got Lucas scheduled for a, a recording and Mark Cuban calls and needs that day, he's just going to have to wait. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> now I feel special. <laughs> now you're on. Hello, friends. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Fort Worth Roots. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by GW District. You can go to shopgwdistrict.com or go to the App Store and pull up the GW District app. You're going to find 110 black-owned businesses listing their merchandise. You're going to find something you need, something you want. Go check it out. Okay. (laughs) Big dramatic pause. Listen, I messed this episode up. All right. If this is your first time checking out Fort Worth Roots... Listen, I every one of these episodes is important to me, and I put effort into it. I screwed this up so bad. Um, I would encourage you to go to any other episode but this one to enjoy the audio quality that the show produces. Um, the content is great, and I am sick to my stomach that I screwed this up, but I lost the file, uh, the audio file for this episode. There it is. I just came out and told you. You think you're mad. Lucas, buddy, I'm so sorry. And uh, I will work in a contingency plan so that this never happens again. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Lucas Peterson, our guest today. Thank you for being here. Let's start the show.
kept talking about this, and then we brought in Matt. Matt is the bassist for Blue October. Matt has a studio here in Austin, right down the street from you, mm-hmm. conveniently. Yeah, five miles away. Yeah, called Orb Studios, and they do not. He doesn't just produce his own music or music that he manages, but he'll record. He's recorded for giant names, Pentatonics, um, Justin Bieber. Uh, who's the other one? Third Eye Blind, oh, Josh wow. Abbott Band. Oh my! This is Matt, right yeah. down the street. Right down the street. In, in that studio. Mm-hmm. Wow, man, that's yeah. crazy. So he owns that, and he's the bassist now with Blue October. He owns it with a, his partner is Seab Hudson. Mm-hmm. Seab Hudson was the former guitarist for Blue October. Okay. So he wasn't the original guitarist, but he was one of the one of the first ones. Right. So, and long story short, them two own it. Together, they manage it. Matt is also a producer. And I don't know if Seed produces, um, CB, Seed. Um, but anyway, so Matt produces, and Matt is producing this album for Jackie. Mm-hmm. So Mark and I are talking. Basically, we get to a point where Mark is like, okay, we think this song is going to be ready to come out, uh, you know, in December. It, I think that got pushed back a little bit. Here's what I want to happen. I want you to contact Matt, set up this interview. He knows what's going on. He knows, you know, all this stuff. And I talked to Matt before for Just Sway. But so I reached out to Matt, got this all scheduled. And Matt was like, hey, yeah, let's do it. Here's what I'm thinking. You come down to Austin. We'll record it. Or how does the first weekend of March look? And I was like, hmm, let me take about 0.25 seconds and think about this. If I want to go to Orb Studio <laughs> in Austin, where Matt ba- where Matt Noveski is, you know. Can I make that work? Yes. <laughs> yes, I can. I'll be there. I will I'm do whatever it takes to make that work. Right. So, yes, that's how I ended up here. A short summary of Jackie and her music is she suffers from synesthesia, which is a word I really struggle to say. But I don't know. I'm not going to try it's, it's easier to see and spell, <laughs> yeah. which is kind of weird with what it entails. Mm-hmm. Basically, my understanding of it, and I'm going to get more of an understanding for the episode out, because I just talked to her two days ago. And I knew this beforehand, but I didn't do enough research. I didn't do as much because I wanted my story, when I talked to her, mm-hmm. to come across as me being genuine. Like, hey, explain this to me like I know zero, mm-hmm. because I know zero. Yeah. Tell me. Her dad had told me in a in an email chain or a Facebook message a, a rough overview, mm-hmm. but I wanted Jackie's thoughts. I wanted her impression. So I had that in the back of my head. The easiest way to sum it up is the senses are connected. There's multiple senses that are connected, and it varies with person to person depending on how, what their degree of this affliction or. I don't even I don't think they call it a disorder. I don't I don't want to call it that because it, it actually doesn't seem to be a disorder. Some people would look at this and think it might be a debilitating disorder, but sounds like a superhero power. Right? Right. I mean so it's what rad. she was telling me earlier is she can like visualize sound. Yes. Because so, her senses are connected in a way that confuses the brain, I guess, and and, and mixes the, the signals. Right? Yeah. So because of that she can Kind of, there's a there's a tangible quality to music for her. She can see it. She can kind of feel it. She sees sound in colors. Yeah. And she also sees energy in colors. Mm-hmm. And it's, dude, I, I got to tell you a story about that too. It's so cool. 
She is tapped into something beyond. I'm getting goosebumps. I think about it. It's really, really weird. And I say weird with the most respect because it's weird in the sense like it's almost this paranormal type thing. But anyway, so yes, if you picture a wavelength, and you and I know what this looks like because we're, you know we've got it on the roadcaster there. Yeah. But for anybody that's listening or watching, picture a wavelength. You know what an audio file looks like. Most people do. Or an equalizer, like on a stereo. You've got all those little bars separated out. And sometimes they're all different colors, and sometimes they're the same color, whatever. That's what listening to music or sound, even when she hears people talk, that's what it comes across to her. It goes up and down like that, and it comes out in different colors depending on the tone. And I asked her flat out, I said, so, you know, we've got, what is there, 12 notes in an octave, something like that. Does it change per octave? And she's like, yes, it's just varying degrees. So somebody that speaks in a certain tone will have a certain tone of color. And that when she, when they, when their words come out, it comes out just like a wave. And that's how she experiences sound. And I just think that would be incredibly overwhelming, distracting for sure. Yeah. But if you've always lived with it, right? I mean, yeah. so are your. Yeah, it's part of your reality. The way she uses it, it's amazing in her writing, in her music. She also paints. She's an artist. Um, She writes a lot. She writes her own music. She writes her lyrics. But she's also really a a good writer, like a creative writer. She is an amazing creative. But if you picture this wavelength like an EQ, and maybe somebody plays her a melody Mm. that's full in their view, like they think it's full. And do those wavelengths are all over the place. She comes in with her with her thinking and she'll drip colors in there to match or to fill it in. And she kind of did it with her hand with me. She's like, I take my hand, it's like I'm taking my hand with the sounds and the words and the notes and I just put it in there and I complete it. And her brain does this automatically. So one real quick story about her with one song, and I don't have this song to play. It's, dude, I'm, I'm telling you, I didn't know anything about this. Oh, she's so cool. Yeah. She's, she's really interesting. And what's, her, what's her connection? I mean, other than recording at Orb with Matt, what's her connection with Blue October? So she didn't really know about them beforehand. Okay. But, so her dad was the one who reached out to Matt. She, Her dad found I, I guess through maybe a mutual connection or something, but was looking for somewhere for Jackie to record an album in Austin mm-hmm. and found Matt, talked to him, talked to him for like a few hours on a Friday night. They got their details ironed out. Jackie's been here since I think we're coming up, excuse me, coming up on a year in like June, which was longer than they thought. They thought it was going to be just a few months at first and then they got into it and realized well okay we have to take a little bit more time and I think that is Matt being a really good producer because he recognized the amount of talent this girl had right and said okay we're gonna do not like he wasn't anyway but we're gonna do everything we need to do we need to do we need to pull on all in all these other pieces yeah. here because we've got something really, truly special here and we can make something really incredible. And so that's why it's taken so long. That's their connection. 
the one song I was gonna tell you about in the process of her writing, she wakes up one morning, and this was, I don't know, what, how long ago? I don't know how old she was at the time. Mm-hmm. Maybe she tells, says it in the recording, but she wakes up at 5.25 in the morning, and boom, there's this song, there's this sound in her head. Fills it in with the words, goes to, in, in her head, like almost immediately. So she goes to a piano, writes it, puts it down, and and then plays the, the sound, and then sings it into her voice, or into the phone, and when it's done, at the time is 5.55 a.m. That's the name of the song. Oh. The demo, Mark, her dad played it for me yesterday at breakfast. And the demo, she goes, ah, oh, it's 5.55 now. I'm gonna go back to bed. And this all started at 525, what you said? Half an hour. Yeah. She wrote a whole song. And you listen to this, dude? I'm telling you. You listen to this, and I get like choke up or emotional about it because I just think she's really good. You're like, there's no way somebody did that in half an hour. Yeah. The lyrics, out of what the, she's out of talking, dead sleep. Yeah. yeah. What she's talking about in there. And I don't know if it came to her in her sleep. Um, I, I'm not sure if she could pinpoint that or if she just woke up and it was there and she needed to get it out. Yeah. That's kind of what I understand with hers. These things come to her, either she hears a sound or she has an idea or she has uh, some message in her head or something yeah. and it fills in. That's Who does that? I don't know, that's crazy, man. I don't, some people have these gifts and they need to be explored. Yeah. Um, you know, people that have an eye for photography or a beautiful voice or the ability to create any kind of art that needs to be encouraged and captured for sure. Yeah. It's, and I mean, above that too, like she's just got this effervescent personality. Huh. Um, she's got like Rick's paper around <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I don't. That's that's the perfect word, though, that I use to describe. She's bubbly and and bright and just and her hair is dyed different colors and it changes as she's feeling different things and she approaches you as if like she's a little leery of you, but then you look at her and you can tell that she's. She's looking at you. She's trying to figure you out. There's like this intensity there too. Hmm. So we're recording on Friday, and luckily I got this on the recording. It's so wild. We're sitting there, and we've been talking for a while because I got there at like four thirty, and she was there a few minutes after me. And this is probably four hours into us talking, hmm. not for all the recording, but four hours into our knowing each other. I hadn't talked too much about myself. We're sitting there, Matt was doing something else because he was in there for a lot of the recording. And she just stops and she looks at me and she kind of like looks up and she goes, you have a lion on you. And I was like, what? She goes, you have a lion on you. I, and I, I think that's all she said. And I go, I have a tiger tattoo on my arm right here. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a tiger tattoo on my arm. Mm-hmm. And she goes, I felt the cat on what? Right on. <laughs> I was like, really? And we had had these other moments throughout that time where we were just like, whoa, was that you? Was that me? Is that the two of us? Like, what's going on here? And it happens a lot with her, she told me. And I told her the same thing. I'm like, I get that too, and I don't know what it is, but sometimes I can tap in and 
not like I'm reading your thoughts, but I was, I was just jealous that you got to meet these people and hang out with her. And now I'm like, well, maybe it's better than with you. Cause if I was sitting with her, she'd be like, you have a monkey in your head <laughs> or something else. I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't be alive. Maybe a cat. And she doesn't, she doesn't try to pass off as like being a psychic or anything like that. She's not trying to do that. There's yeah. just some kind of connection. And I truly believe that for whatever it is that happens in our society or in our world, you know, we've had this talk on, on other stuff. We, we largely get closed down to a lot of our senses. Mm -hmm. There's so much more that we're just not able to tap into. Mm -hmm. And some of us that are tap into things that are outside of our logical understanding. Yeah. And they're only outside of our logical understanding because the normal, the societal right. doesn't know that. Well, we dial ourselves back as we progress into adulthood, right? We're last night at the, at the house for the UFC, and we're watching the kids run around in the backyard just, I mean, goofy as shit, just yelling gibberish and waving their arms around and running around in circles and just being ridiculous, having so much fun, so much joy, so much just energy. And I'm looking at this, and I'm like, why aren't we all doing that? I know. Why are we all out there just running around screaming being ridiculous and just having a good time well it's because like we, we don't behave like that you know you get, yeah you get kind of put in a box and diluted down until finally ah, here we are <laughs> yeah stuck in our our jobs doing our things don't act like that don't say that don't wear that wear this or what's next yeah. why am i i'm here now but what's next yeah go 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 yeah. You got somewhere to be. Yeah. And that, that whole cliche with that thing is, is is really tried and true in the sense of like we we don't live for now. Mm -hmm. Um it it's it's something you can be mindful about and I think you can grasp it at times, but I think it's very fleeting and it slips away. Yeah. You know, you have to be actively focused on stuff like that because I, I really do think that we get conditioned. I don't have to convince you that you know, right? We, by society to live in a certain way and yeah. behave and spend your money on the, the right things and you gotta get that new phone can't have a car that's too old a TV that's too small you know yeah. you gotta keep up with the Joneses you know yeah until so, until what? until you move to Austin get a look at that view right there and you just kind of sit back and go you know I think I can do that I think I can just chill the F out I don't have to have a loaded up credit card. I don't need a vehicle with a $500 a month uh, car payment. I don't need all these things. If I can just reduce everything to zero, I don't have to make that much money. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm more frugal and I don't spend money on all the bullshit that society says we need, I, I don't really need that much to survive. Four hippies. I, well, I think I'm turning <laughs> into a hippie, man. I've been watching way too much of uh, The Big Lebowski lately. Yeah. Great show. I love that. Movie. You think the rug pissers did this? <laughs> so you want to play a song? You want to play it here? New information has come to light, man. Yeah, get that song. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Here you are. Oh, oh wait. Yeah, I don't know. You, right? Okay. There. Yeah, I'm sorry about your headset all over the table and nobody will hear it. Yeah, and I'll walk in front of the camera. Do whatever you want to do. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Everybody just got a close-up of your butt on YouTube. So at this point in the video, uh, I am uh, 
loading the cell phone Bluetooth from Lucas's phone into the roadcaster to play the music from the guest that he's been talking about for the past 15 minutes. That's another problem with the whole uh, using the audio from the, the video um, be, because the camera wasn't hooked up to the roadcaster. So another issue here with not keeping up with my equipment. I still have not found this SD card. One day I will find it. And it'll be right next to that 10 millimeter socket I lost many years ago. I promise you that I, I won't do this again. It, it pains me. Lucas, I'm sorry. We should go to Egypt, Fort Worth Roots, from the Sandbox. Your host, Lucas I'm Peterson. not doing any desert gold bomb down the bridges. You don't have to. I'll do it. And I'll be walking around, strutting with my mentholy undercarriage if the only thing that's going be on suffering. is you got some sweaty under parts i can live with that listen i don't know if you've ever experienced sweat like this is all i'm saying probably not i don't think so no it's it's more than uncomfortable you are you don't think you might be dying you know you're dying really yeah it's just that uncomfortable you you could drink i think i was drinking probably about four gallons of water a day and i did not pee once Whoa, because it's just coming out of your pores. You were just pissing it out of your pores. Wow. And it, I, that might be a slight exaggeration, but at least two gallons. At least. At least. I'm serious. Um, just so goddamn hot. How did you get that water over there? Um, so here's a funny story. <laughs> um, so they bring it in on pallets, and this is the way they used to do it. Now, they, some of these bases have piped in water, and they have water uh, treatment machines, equipment, processes on the little bases out there. Now the place that we were stationed at was in Kuwait. Okay. We would take our convoys from a, a place called Arifjan. And yeah. we would take those convoys all the way up north and we'd deliver stuff uh, to I think there were a hundred fobs in Iraq at the time. So and then we'd be up there for a couple weeks and we'd come back. Anyway, so in Kuwait they uh, would bring in these pallets of water and on the pallets were boxes of water and inside the boxes were I think six or eight large two liter bottles of water, right? And that is how you got um, all your drinking water. And then the shower water, gray water, whatever you want to call it, it was trucked in. And I mean, every day. They had to truck in water every day. Man, yeah. the so, expense of that is just uh -huh. crazy. Yeah, so they did it like that in Ericton and they did it like that in Cape uh, So anyway, so you get this, this, these water bottles and that's your drinking source. So one day, uh, oh, and before I go on with that story, people were getting so sick. These bathhouses were not terrible, right? Pretty moderate accommodations. They had electric and I think most of them had a window unit for AC, four or five stalls and then you got your sinks and everything. Not, but the plumbing wasn't great. Uh, yeah. And uh, these soldiers would go in there. No fault of their own. Feed them dog food. Uh, they're in a new environment. Anyway, it wasn't pretty. Let me just leave it at that. It was not pretty. You have the horror film. Think of a really bad horror film. <laughs> <laughs> Awful. Bathroom. Horror L L explosions, okay? Mm. And I. I, I might have been exaggerating about the in between two and four gallons of water thing. I am not exaggerating when I see explosions. It looks like an explosion. Oh. Okay. 
moving on. Ouch. So somewhere along the way, after six months of being in theater, this is some kind of memo comes out. They're like, oh, by the way, don't drink any of the water that is labeled lot number, Indian, whatever, right? XYZ. So we're like, okay, cool. So don't drink that water. Okay, I got it. We started looking at our bottles of water, like all the cases. XYZ, XYZ, XYZ. Started going, like, well, let's go check the motor pool, make sure that's not. And we found some pallets that were kind of tucked off in the back that nobody had really touched. And so we're like, well, this got here like three months ago. Let's check this one, see XYZ. Like, everything that we had been drinking was XYZ. It had been contaminated with diesel fuel. <gasps> so we'd been drinking this shit for like six months. And it had all been contaminated with diesel fuel. And that might be the reason that <laughs> every one of those bathhouses looked like a fucking bomb went off. It was awful. I think awful. that's crazy. You could not keep that's those it. bathrooms clean. People were in there daily trying to clean them up. And these kids were just sick, man. Including myself. Everybody was sick. <laughs> How did that happen? I don't know. I don't know. Like, but the water is processed. Uh, so anyway, with like a pump, you know, you've got an engine, you know, oil and all that, and the wires to go through the pump. And, you know, if the seal's broke or, you know, somebody's a little less than careful with their, uh, whatever. Yeah. There's diesel in the area whenever you're pushing water through a pipe, you know, at a facility that treats water. So I think that's probably what happened. That or it was direct sabotage and somebody was just trying to kill us all with diesel. So. But that, well, that's why I say that. But lucky that that's all that happened was that there was some explosions, quote unquote, mm-hmm. that could have been catastrophic. I mean, I think that if people would have just started dropping dead left and right, they would have narrowed it down much quicker. Maybe. They just said, <laughs> well, there's bathroom explosions going on, but we're not going to look too hard into that. It's probably just the food, yeah. different environment, yeah. you know. We're not, that's probably just going to go away, Montezuma's Revenge. It, they'll get adjusted. And then well, somebody else was like, hey, wait, this isn't normal. This yeah. water doesn't taste right. Let's test water. Yeah. Because that's the one thing everybody has in common. Uh-huh. You know? Oh. Because wow. all that water was coming from Kuwait. Like, they were bottling the water for us. The Kuwaitis? Uh-huh. Really? Yep. I don't think they would do that. No, I don't think so either. But yeah. the Kuwaitis don't actually do shit. The, <laughs> no, it's true. Okay, so here's the deal. I think I even brought this up previous episode uh, in Kuwait. I uh, can't remember the population. I think it's like 800,000 or something. No, it can't be right. 1.2 million. It's small. pretty small. Yeah. So, the, <laughs> Jesus, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's wrong. Anyway, whatever the damn number is. Um, Two-thirds of the population of Kuwait is not Kuwaiti. They're from other countries. Mm-hmm. India, Pakistan, whatever. Throw a dart at a map. That's where they're from. They're not Kuwaiti. The people that work there. Those are the ones that are filling up the gas. Those are the ones that are you know, cleaning up the garbage, doing all the service industry stuff. Those are not Kuwaitis. And whenever you see a Kuwaiti in Kuwait City, they're walking around, staring at their phone shopping, doing whatever, but they don't work. So when I say they're Kuwaitis, oh, they're, yeah, they're very well taken care of. All the the oil that flows through the Kuwaiti harbor and go into other countries or into a pipe or whatever, they draw royalties from that and they get a check every month from the Kuwaiti government. 
And the only, I mean, there's several requirements, I'm sure. And if you get the shit house, then they'll probably cut you off. But you got to go to the desert for, I think, two weeks a year. Your family has to live out there in a tent because, you know, God. And then, I don't know what else. But anyway, there's some things that they got to do to stay in good graces with the government. But that's it. And then their families are just wicked rich. And uh, they'll just have this huge, like, apartment-sized towers and the whole family will live in there so they'll have maybe three generations living in the same house so they're like they're good they're making all that money <laughs> so were they good did you were they good people well so talk the only time i really interacted at all with the kuwaitis was this thing that we did and, and it was a you know it was an outreach program trying to get the soldiers to interact with the kuwaitis and so on and so forth so they would take uh, some soldiers, they would pick them and say, all right, you're going to go to what they call the Kuwaiti breakfast. And they'd put you on a shuttle, you'd drive out for like three fucking hours. And then you would arrive at a tent in like the confines of a like old base. Like it had a perimeter or whatever, but it was really dim, uh, chintzy or whatever. And they had a tent set up, and these Kuwaitis do tents right. Nice tent, really nice. When I say tent, you're thinking of a tent. Uh-huh. It's not like that. It's like a building, but kind of like a tent. <laughs> it's fabric, fabric wall. I mean, they, they do tents right. And when you walk into the tent, I mean, there's carpet down and everything. It's just really cool. Uh, with the sand? Oh, the sand. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. How, how do they do that? It's like I live out in the desert for two weeks a year. They've got satellite dishes on that bad boy. They've got AC units. That's not the same, then. That's, I call it BS. Listen, Westerner, you don't get to tell them how to... <laughs> I'm not, but I'm just saying. If you want to go on your 14-day pilgrimage, yeah. then do the pilgrimage. Yeah. Don't just be bringing your apartment in the sky <laughs> to the desert. You know, Kuwaiti Jefferson. Listen, this is their, this is their religion, okay? This is their thing. Don't, don't, just let them do their thing. Am I going to get canceled? <laughs> But so anyway, that's that's the relationship with the the Kuwaitis, and um, yeah, they seem fine. I, I just I think that the, the this new generation of Kuwaiti is is fed up. You know, the, the the generation of Kuwaitis right now that are moving into kind of take over their parents' places, they heard stories of like the Desert Storm era, right? But their parents and their grandparents lived that shit. Yeah. And in Desert Storm, if you'll remember, the Americans showed up and we saved their asses because they were getting exterminated, much like the Holocaust uh, during uh, World War II. I mean, it's similar in regards that a whole uh, society of people were being wiped off the face of the earth systematically. So anyway, we came in, stopped the shit out of Saddam, and uh, pushed back the Iraqis out of their borders and then helped them maintain those borders so that they could get their shit back together. And today, when you go to Kuwaiti City, you would have never known that something like that had happened. Uh, they've got it looking right. Big ass buildings, lots of cool shit, new malls. They did have a really bomb ass arena built, but they like paid the wrong dude and skipped out of town and now it's like sinking into the earth. <laughs> oh, awful. An arena? Yeah. Like big ass basketball? Arena. Or? No, 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 no. Like soccer, because that's what's cool over there. Oh, yeah. But the thing is, like, the size of 
I mean, it, it, it was breaking records when they built it. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. And and the guy that they commissioned to build this thing just skipped out. And they were like, hey, what about these foundation cracks? What are you going to do about that? He's like, I'm sorry. No, no speaking English and hung up on it. <laughs> or something. I'm just being ridiculous. But... You ever watch Drunk History? Yeah. When you, I feel like that's kind of what we're doing now. Derek Waters. <laughs> yeah. Where he just sits back and he goes, uh-huh. And then this is what happened. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, no way, dude. And then at one point, the, the person telling the story is like, hold up, hold up. <laughs> hold up. Jason <laughs> <laughs> one of the guy grabs the mic and he starts trying to eat it. I've seen a bunch of them. And really, what's so funny is like, they pick the nerdiest dude, like the guys that look like they probably don't drink ever. Yeah. Because they're not handling it well. No, I you know I told that I say this every time I watch this with Megan. I'm like you know I love this show, it's hilarious. However, there's always like this back part of me that really really regrets the way they felt the next morning, because yeah. all of those people felt awful the next morning. Oh yeah, every single one of them is hammered beyond, and they're and he's just like. Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. You know, and he's over there going, uh huh, ching, 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 ching. Oh, right, right. You know, you're, you're going to be a good guest, uh huh, uh huh. And you know, the next day they're just like, I'm feeling very rough. I hate, hate you. We didn't even touch liquor last night. Liquor? Yeah. Yes. No. We did not. We didn't. I had one beer at the bar. I had Guinness and then that other thing that I'm not going to bring up because it's not very manly. But I had that Allegedly, other thing. You mean the one, the thing that's right next to you? Shh. Damn! <laughs> Have you not taken a drink of it? I did. It's a sunny afternoon. I mean, you I can know, do what you want. Supposed to be hearing the dog, right? But uh, yeah. yeah so we're we're gonna drunk history it. We could do that. We should do that. That we should. I am not <laughs> gonna be the drunk history <laughs> teller. Let's do a DMT history. Oh, I, I just don't know enough. <laughs> what history or DMT? <laughs> DMT or DMT history? <laughs> no. No, I'm saying instead of alcohol, you use DMT. <gasps> oh, okay. Shout an acceptance. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this would be interesting. But then we we have to have what would what would we examine? Oh, the history how, of podcasts. That's my. I mean, that's pretty basic. Oh, okay. How about how about and you don't have to like my data. <laughs> how about we do we we get a oh oh I know a guy. Um, Jordan uh, Pete Peters. Oh, I'm screwing this up. He's a good guy. He's been on the show, and uh, he's he's big into uh, conspiracy theories. Oh, I think I know. This wasn't the the four beers or beers and four yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm um, really screwing up his name, but anyway, we should get that guy to come out and like, you know, give us. Give us some information on UFOs, like the yeah. new stuff. Because a bunch of new stuff's come out, apparently. Yeah, well, do you, oh, you don't know the newest one that came out? Which one? So do you remember, and this was on Rogan a lot, mm-hmm. and other places. Remember Rogan had the, the pilot of the- TikTok. Or the TikTok. TikTok video. Yeah, did you hear the, the latest on that? Mm-hmm. That they, the government hasn't come out and said it, but there's been leaked reports that that's just a military drone that can fly like that. It's not anything that we didn't know about. Oh, that's okay. why the Pentagon released it. Normal, no problem. I I think it's right. I, I'm sure it is, but oh yeah, that's no, just a drone. 
Yeah, I we're still looking at how that thing moves. What the f? Yeah, it's it's our technology, and so they the, the speculation is that the they released it the way they released it, like subverting to get it out to our enemies to say we have this, but we're not going to claim it. We know this. This is just a, a you know a stealth program. Yeah. And if you think about it, the, the the friend I saw that posted this said the reason they did that is because to warn the the other side. But we have not produced anything except or um, since the stealth fighter, yeah. like that era um, or that section hasn't produced anything since the stealth fighter. It yeah. only makes sense that they have something. Well, I've been saying that for years, man. The SR seventy one was built and put into commission in like sixty eight, uh-huh. and they did not release that information until the nineties. Yeah, and shit, dude, that was a long time ago. 68 and you're gonna tell me you think they don't have anything up their sleeve right now i mean i'm okay with that no me too right so yeah yeah, y'all keep making cool shit and take care of us yeah i I got it but yeah to a certain degree (laughs) like i'm i'm not pro they're not gonna stop anyway so you better just accept it no yeah i i know i i guess i have a problem with the fact that we do spend so much on military budget yeah, that that is one thing that so President thing, Lucas would change. Yeah, nice. I'll go for you. No, for sure. I don't want that job. Percent. <laughs> um, think about all the fringe benefits, though, like golf. You play? Do you play golf? Yeah. Well, shit, man. This would be perfect for you. That's what <laughs> the president does. He plays golf all, I, all day. I would. I would literally never leave Air Force One. Really? Yep. Ugh. I would just be like. I would have a we new, are going everywhere. I would have a new Air Force One built, and it can go to the moon. It is a jet, but it is also a spaceship. Why would you want to go to the moon? And I'm going to have a captain go to the captain of the ship. He's going to fly around. You're going to get that dude from breakfast this morning. What, did, what were you going to say to him? The guy in the yellow and the black shirt? <laughs> oh, like, from my vantage point, he had like the Starfleet dead, like dingy orange color thing and like a black collar. And I'm like, I'm going to walk up to that dude and tell him, excuse me, sir, the war, war core is over eating. We need you in engineering and just walk off. That's what I was going to do. It's a Nathan for you, Skip. I, I love it. Great. That's what we should I can deadpan that shit. Yeah. I can do it. You'd have to wear a different outfit. We've got too many ideas going here. Yeah, we gotta do the DMT drug history thing first. You gotta, you gotta talk to my friend Chris. <laughs> he would love, he would love to talk to you. He's an actor. Chris, what's up? He's Joe. got all kinds of freaking <laughs> awesome skits and shit. Uh, oh, he's funny too. I, I, nothing would make me happier than just mess around doing skits all day. I, I love those. Like, it's funny. It's nobody gets hurt. Yeah. You don't got to do some stupid jackass. No, though. you don't need to go into a store and knock shit off the shelf. Or, or make somebody feel bad. Yeah. Would, well, technically, would we be in that sense? Because we're kind of poking fun no. at the war? Well, I don't know. I Here's what you do. You, go, you frantically go find yourself a Star Trek engineering uniform. Same color, you know, with the collar and the, the, the right orange. Get dressed, go back, and then do the thing. And you have to have a tablet in your hand, too, and you have to be, like, working on something. And then just walk doing. in, go right to the table, and then walk out, and mm-hmm. then leave. Exactly. What kind of car would you show up in? No car. No car? No car. No car. Why would you have a car? You just go around the corner and then... 
then maybe a car. But you can't let him see the car because he has to think that you did one to beam up. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he needs to fix it. Right. Or something. The warp core. The warp core is overheating. It's overheating. Get on it. He's needed. <laughs> Captain shirt, dude. Whatever. All right. So here's the plan. Okay. I know you got to get home. You got a long drive back to Fort Worth. And thank I'm you to Fort Worth. <laughs> I love Fort Worth though. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I won't go near it. Oh, I mean, what? driving home. Yeah. <laughs> that sounded really bad. It did sound bad, but we're just gonna move on. Lost Fort Worth. So, um, wrecked my train of thought. Damn it! Your outro. Um, I'm not worried about the outro right now. Okay. I'm gonna take you to the place. I didn't even. I didn't set this up. You pick that cup. That's the cup oh, you right. pulled out oh, when, wow. okay. when I went to the Oasis. It's exactly. a place kind of off of 620 on the west side of Austin, and it overlooks the lake. And it's just... Oh, damn 20. Yeah. What are you talking about? 820 in Fort Worth. I don't even know if I just told you the right road. I was like, 620 doesn't sound right. Why is there a 20 down here? It's way up there. 620. Oh, maybe it's State Highway 620. Okay. Well, let's go. Either way, it'll be fine. We'll figure it out. Thank you for... I know you just came down here to see me, so thank you so much for having a long, excruciating drive to Austin. And uh, I'll be up there to see you soon. And then maybe if you come down soon... Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe next time you can bring Megan and she can do some uh, some impersonations. She's not the hemorrhoid, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Poor thing must be killing you. Um, <laughs> what's the impersonation that Megan does? Oh, uh, Michael Caine. Okay. I should have had it ready. We could have queued it up. And put but she'd kill you. You're on no, Bluetooth right now. She, she wouldn't, wouldn't kill you? Well, here we go. Uh, is it still connected? Yeah, so this oh is. I, unless it's. Oh, you know what? Hang on. Let's see. The, it might not be saved because. Oh, no, here we go. Here we go. Here so, we go. so we got to set it up first just so they know. So Lucas's uh, fiance or girlfriend? Girlfriend. Girlfriend uh, does a well, wicked good Michael Caine. Yes. And this is the recording that she sent us last night. <laughs> yeah. Is that it? She might go. Damn it. She's gonna the other one got raised because they only safe for like, unless you push the key button. IPhone phone like, man. Hey, Jeez. we're going to protect your storage. Yeah. We're going to automatically just... leak this message. Yeah. Yeah, protecting something else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, thanks for coming down. Thanks for doing the podcast. And Thank you. But before we get out of here, tell Fort Worth Reads listeners where to find your content. Just Sway. And, um, yeah, if you search on iTunes or SimpleCast. No, SimpleCast. Yeah, Spotify. Spotify. I mean, it is on SimpleCast, but... They're not going to find it. No. Spotify, iTunes... I Heart Radio, oh my gosh, all the big yeah. podcast providers. Exactly. And then also go check out uh, Horrorful Podcast. Yeah. 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 And I'm looking forward to Andy. Uh, Reuniting? Not Where are you, Andy? Dude. No, it's probably been, it's been both of us together. We've communicated <laughs> about it, so. All right. All right. Well, thanks again, Fort Worth Roots. We'll see you all next week. We'll see you on the next episode. Did you just listen to that whole episode? My God, you're my hero. Again, Lucas, buddy, I am so sorry. And to my listeners, or the listeners, you're not mine. I don't own you. Thank you for bearing with me. That will never happen again. I'm going to take better care of my files. And I'm also going to implement a 
kind of a secondary recording method so that if it ever happens again, at least I've got something better than the audio coming out of the damn GoPro. That, Jesus, terrible. Okay, I'll stop apologizing. You know I'm sorry. Forget about it, right? Um, Lucas, you can find his podcast at Just Sway, and that is on uh, all of your favorite podcasts. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, all of your podcast players. Spotify, uh, the Apple podcast platform, all of it. Look it up. You'll find it. Just Sway is about uh, the band Blue October and the people that were impacted uh, by the music. And I'll be honest with you, I think I've told Lucas this too, the idea of that did not sound too appealing to me when I first heard it because Blue October to me, whenever whenever he said that before I'd listened to the podcast, was a band that played maybe two or three hit songs um, in, in, in my age group. Whenever I was going through high school, I, I think I remembered two or three of those. But I, I checked out the podcast, and the level of care and attention that Lucas puts into his show makes my show look like, uh, yeah, kids play. He, he is extremely detailed. He takes a lot of time. Oh, and here's another thing. He never loses his files. Yeah. Take notes from this guy, right? Um, but it's an incredibly produced show. And I found out a couple of things about Blue October whenever I listened to this. First of all, it's got a huge following. And there are a lot of people that have been impacted positively by this music, which I thought was really cool. Lucas identified that um, and made an entire podcast out of it. Um, then I went back and started listening to Blue October, and they have incredible art. And I now am a huge fan of Blue October. Um, thanks to Lucas, thanks to the Just Sway or Just Sway podcast. So it's definitely worth your time. You can find them on Spotify or the Apple podcast platform or any of the other ones that, that you enjoy listening to. Um, again, thank you all for bearing with me through this. I know I screwed up and it's, uh, it's never going to happen again. That's not true. I will make mistakes, but I'll do my best to make up for it and, uh, not repeat them. So, okay. I've, I've said, I'm sorry enough. Lucas, please come back on the show, please. Um, you can find uh, Fort Worth Roots on YouTube also. There's a, uh, a YouTube video right now of episode 31 with equally terrible audio. Um, but all the other ones, much better. I promise. Check that out. If you have uh, questions, comments, you want to leave me a MP3 format voicemail style message, you can uh, take your voice recorder on your phone, tell me what's up, and then uh, email it to me, mp3 style to media at fortworthroots.com. And uh, that's it, man. I'm going to stop talking. Y'all have a great week. I'll see you next Monday. What's up? I have a, I messed up. How? How so? 
I can't find that SD card anywhere. And the audio from the camera is terrible. Wow, that sucks. So, I'm recording you right now. Ah, uh, I'm in the middle of working out still. That's cool. That's cool. So, I need some. I need some advice here. Do I? Okay. Do I take what I've got from the camera's audio, which, by the way, is awful, and just explain to people how big of an idiot I am, or do I just scrub the whole thing? How good was the podcast? It's me and Lucas. It's always great. Okay. Well, I mean, if it's that great, if it's great content, you can't, like, just throw it away just because the quality's a little bit down. See what you can do with the quality. The more and I mess I, with I it. I would explain it. The more I mess with it, the worse it gets. <laughs> okay, then don't mess with it. It's so bad. <laughs> like, I, I agree with you. I think what you're saying is true, but... Uh, this is this is bad. The audio is just it's terrible. So what I think I'm gonna do is call Lucas and apologize. Tell him how big yeah. of an idiot I am. And yeah. I I think I'm just gonna use a segment, the best segment of the recording that I can find. And then hmm. this is just gonna thirty one is just gonna be a cautionary tale, I think. Hmm. I I, I almost called uh christopher jordan the the guy that uh i did an interview with last night this yesterday was the second time he's been on the show and uh, we recorded at his studio and he has all the av equipment all the stuff for making sounds and for editing and whatnot super badass mega computers and stuff like that but i feel like it's early in our, our our relationship for me to be calling with an sos like hey man I screwed up. What do I do? <laughs> yeah. 